2: In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees.
0: A three-run home run for Bumkin. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2.
2: Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go
1: again. hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the World Series. Tech, and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Passada's throw. Roberts safe.
2: What can I say? Just stick my heart and. and Called the Yankees, my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Episode 122, John Senecal, Brian Shackman here. We got a bunch of items up for a bit. I do want to touch quickly on the judge comeback and Boone not playing him the second night and your experience going to the game that he came back and hit the dinger. Uh, we we'll want to talk about, obviously, Domingo Herman a little bit. We want to talk about the team's chances from here on in and then maybe a little more of your, your your experience in Philadelphia with Bobby Dickerson and the Phillies. Did you get, by the way, don't go in and out, but did you get some FaceTime with Bobby? Yeah, okay. yep,
0: I got to talk he to him. He was good? Yeah, I mean, it's different there because they have like this DJ playing behind home plate, like this right. music that's like, I mean, when I say bumping, it's bumping. It's bumping. If, and it's like you can hardly hear yourself think. It's
2: not like Yankee Stadium or Fenway. Yeah. yeah in yeah. that sense. Let's start with, with Aaron Judge. I mean, later in the week, Boone came out and, was a little edgy on a podcast actually about sitting him on the second night and,
0: and we sat him on the third night. Well, no, he, he played the first a, game. He came back on a Friday, played on Saturday. Right. And then he sat him on Sunday night. Right. So he played one game and then sat. No, he played Friday, Saturday, and sat Sunday. Okay.
2: Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. I no. thought he sat on the second game. No,
0: he played. I was at the game Friday. and Then I was thinking he would not play on Saturday because I had friends going. He wound up playing Saturday, hit a home run Saturday. Yeah. That's when they trounced him. That's the only game they won of the series. And then Sunday, um, he sat, much to the dismay of the ESPN crowd.
2: Well, the thing is, like, why can't you just DH him? It's four stupid at-bats. Well, that,
0: I mean, I think that's a valid point. I mean, especially in the position that you're in, right, and fighting for your basically life, and the team is in the doldrums, the, the trade deadline's approaching, and the second probably arguably best player on the planet is off the IL, and you need him. So at if least he, DH him. get him in, Keep him in the lineup. And
2: I know he's, you know, worth a ton of money and he's big and he's coming off an injury where he carries a lot of weight on his feet but the bottom line he's is he's also
0: needed and i don't think judge was happy about it either no
2: For- of course he wants to compete but if you're going to activate him play him i mean I, I just thought it was stupid yep because it just didn't make sense to me but um tell me so you did he get any hits the night you were there
0: uh no he actually did what was will probably happen to him a lot unless the yankees start they playing better him. they walked him three times and he uh and I, his first at bat he lined out the center hard Right center, hard a hard one. You know that you know was loud. Yeah. Um, first pitch back, and then three walks after that, and then they lost two nothing on a walk off by Santander on the ninth. Right. This is after a two and a half hour rain delay, Oof. which is you know it's a gut punch. I mean, even though it's you know we were in Pennsylvania, so we looked and we we're like, oh, Judge is back, Cole's pitching, let's go. It's an hour and forty minutes yeah. away. We drove down and literally pulled into the stadium right. You know, an hour before the game, right as the game's going to start, like 10 minutes beforehand, up on the scoreboard, and Clement Weather's coming. We don't know when the game's going to start. So we look at the, the thing. We're like, ugh. This did, doesn't it, look did, it, did it rain? Oh, did it rain, dude? It rained. Were you, under, did you get yeah, underneath? We, yeah, they, they sent everybody inside. They made an announcement. We got on, like, the walkways, you know, up yeah. high, so we yeah. weren't down in the bowl. It was a great spot, but boy, did it rain. So they didn't do did two-and-a-half-hour and st- rain delay. Did you stay for the whole game? We stayed for the whole game. And uh, Where did you,
2: know, you go after? Because then it's, like, after midnight.
0: Yeah, so was we he- drove home. We drove back to the hotel up in Pennsylvania, yeah, because we had game games the next day. It, you did, yeah, but the game was at like eleven thirty. So I mean, yeah, you know, the kids slept in the car on the on the ride back. But you know, I it 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 turned out to be kind of a crappy night. But you know, it would have been a great night, obviously, if the Yankees won. But then you can see Judge come back, and you got to take the opportunity when you're that close, especially if you're normally like a six hour drive yeah, away.
2: Like I said, you're a baseball fan. I the thing is, then they pitch to him a little, at least a little bit. The next night he hits a home run, they get smoked. So the the obviously the recipe is to not pitch them, him, but I want to say we'll do Herman after this, so we might as well get to it because then we can bring in the Red Sox, is chances. I still, and I'm not trying to equivocate or hedge, but based on a little bit of the life that you saw Stanton late this week, there's still a chance that that Judge just being there makes things easier for Rizzo and Stanton and, and everybody else. And I think there is a scenario that gets still has them get hot and make make the wild card. I mean, I, I think that a lot of people think that even putting Domingo Herman in this position, putting him in alcohol rehab, is sort of an admission that the season is lost. Some people might say that, and I think it may be true. But I again, like I find, I'm a little uncomfortable writing the Yankees off, even though many people, like Maseroy, is our good friend or producer of the show. He's like he's done, but I don't think they're done.
0: I mean, it's easy as a Yankees fan, especially the way they've struggled all season, right, to write them off. And then it's just like another punch, another punch, another punch. And then you know you talk about Judge coming back, and 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 you hope you hope that he makes the players around him better. And when we say that, like <laughs> he, you need he
2: does the, he
0: needs Stanton and he needs uh, Rizzo to hit. If those guys aren't hitting around him, you can't win. You're not yeah. gonna win, right? That being said, you go to Domingo Herman, you lose Domingo Herman for the rest of the season. It is what it is. He has to take care of his business, right? But at the same time, now you have Nestor Cortez coming back for his ne- for the next for his next start later in the week. Um, um, you'd like to have them both, though. You'd like to have them both, but at the same time, you do have a replacement coming back, and I guess Johnny Brito will pitch, even though he got shelled the other night. Um, but it's nice to know that Cortez is coming back; he is ready to go, apparently healthy, and you know, hopefully, he pitches better than Rodon's been pitching because Rodon has not been good.
2: So you're fine with them doing nothing at the deadline?
0: Well, I mean, I think the position they were in is they really couldn't do much, and I and I say that because they didn't have much to do with Bader. He really—I mean, Bader hasn't really been playing that great. I mean, he's not exactly a player that people were out there going after. If that was the case, a guy like Dylan Carlson would have been dealt. And he wasn't. Right. You know, and, and then you look across the league, and when, when the Cubs st- stood pat at the trading deadline— I mean, that that was almost bigger than Shohei because I think in the back of the mind, I think Shohei wasn't going anywhere anyways as long as that – because I think they really want to try to retain him because he's the premier player. But when the Cubs stood pat and said they're not going to trade players, I think that really calmed the whole seas really in a way because well, that's what pushed the Verlander button and the, and yeah, the Scherzer Yeah, because Strowman
2: would have been – you would have mm-hmm. rather had Strowman than Verlander, right? I mean, I think well, – it's ultimately- a cheaper
0: option, not as long as a commitment, even though how much money Uncle Steve is picking up. But, you know, like going back to the Yankees, you know – there's really not that—if they're not going to trade their, their top—any one of their top four prospects, they're not going to get anybody because right. they don't have anybody to deal. Right.
2: Okay. So then the second thing is when you talk—like Dan Shaughnessy wrote about the Red Sox and Haim Bloom and the fact that they didn't make trades shows that Haim doesn't like doesn't think the team is good enough.
0: But I think And I don't same- actually—I
2: almost look at it the opposite way in the sense that he knows what the team is. <clears throat> and you talk about coming back, like, who knows what Chris Sale's going to be? We talked right. about that Trevor story, Tanner Houck, and um, who's the other pitcher? What's his name? Come on, the guy, the Rule Four guy that they had is who's good. Oh. Whitlock, yeah, Whitlock. Those guys all come back, and then, then there's 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 plenty of talent there that to to make the team better. But I actually I'm not necess- I'm not sure that Bloom knows what he's doing. But what I will say is that I'm okay with what they did because the same logic is that the upgrades wouldn't be worth what you'd lose and even like cosmos who's like been on fire since the all-star break it's like they've already in some ways i thought they were a last place team and i i thought they'd be at best you know 83 and 81 right and they're on a trajectory to be better than that so they are who they say we, they were or whatever green said the minnesota vikings coach i mean i so i, I it doesn't make me like the team anymore or like their chances actually watching their west coast trip where they should have swept the giants and didn't and then they lost two or three in seattle when they could have maybe won at least two or three i, I think they're an incredibly flawed team but i'm okay with do, them doing nothing because i think it doesn't it, your point is the same point it it wouldn't have increased their chances any more. So right. why why bother?
0: Right, especially with the people that were available and what you could do with what the team you had. Um, I I I think you know the Red Sox are doing the same thing the Yankees are. They're looking at the space they have in the wild card, knowing all along they have almost basically zero chance of winning the division. And hoping that, just like everybody else in the past since the wild card has been introduced, get into the playoffs and make a run. I mean, that's just as simple as it is. I mean, yeah. that's 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 the way you got to look at it if you're those. But two the teams.
2: Yankees are usually buyers, no matter what their situation is, and so that makes it a little bit newsworthy, but I, I think that standing pat. they both don't they both don't have championship teams, so so why bother? He's John Seneca, I'm Brian Shackman. This is fan base a deep dive and the greatest rivalry in sports episode one twenty two. When it
0: comes down to it they both don't have championship they don't, teams. Don't. So Me why bother? It's so true though. I was thinking about that when I was driving over here this morning and I was listening. And they were talking about the Atlanta Braves roster, if it was the best Atlanta Braves roster that ever.
2: Even compared to the 90s and Compared stuff. to
0: the yeah. 90s, right? And it basically came down to the pitching. If the pitching is healthy now, there's a chance that it could be. But the pitching is such a question mark for the Braves right now, with Max Fried being out and Spencer Strider so off and on, and Kyle Wright might come back, he might not come back, compared to the Glavin, the Maddox, and the Smoltz days, yeah. right? Um, we know We know the hitting is there. But then I said to myself, and I'm thinking, and I said, there's no way the Yankees, if they even got to the World Series, could beat this team. No, I they mean, just couldn't do it. No, especially
2: in a seven-game series. With, I mean, like the Red Sox, they they right now they only have three three starters, and they're not even great starters. So, I mean, the comparisons. It's clear that the rosters, when you compare to somebody like the Braves, it's not it's not even close. The Braves roster is so scary. Which brings you to Jimmy Herman. You know. I talked about, remember about a month and a half ago, I talked about the game where he beat the Red Sox, but I was like, the inning I watched, he got hit so hard. It yeah. just didn't, it worked out. I was like, this guy should get shelled, and he didn't. And then he goes out and he pitches the perfect game, and then he goes out and gets shelled, and then he goes into rehab for alcohol. And, like, I, I just wonder, I mean, if you look at the the absolute,
0: like... Up and downs. Up
2: and downs of his performance... There's, you could see that maybe something what was wrong, right?
0: right? Something was going on.
2: And and I wonder also, like, I, I don't think without his ability to use stuff to affect spin rate, I mean, I think he's very average when he doesn't have that. I don't know what happened the night he had the perfect game, but I look at it two levels. The personal level, you don't want to see anybody suffer, and you want everyone to have a good life. So from the pure baseball perspective, I sort of separate it out a little bit, because if he's not well, you want him to get well. Same time, I did sort of look at it as an admission of like I, in a cynical way of like Cashman throwing in the towel for the season, because if they really were doing great, do you really th- think they'd care that much about the individual or did maybe something happen? I, I don't really know.
0: Well, I mean, so with Domingo Herman, he's an interesting cat, right? Because he he had um, the issue was it two years ago with the supposed domestic violence where he missed Right. 60 or something games, right. with domestic violence policy, um, which, of course, you know, the charges were dropped just like, you know, uh, uh, what's that guy's name in Atlanta? Wait where
2: where the, the, the person just removes the charges yeah, and won't I testify. Mean, exactly. So they have no case, so they have to drop it. Right, right. Which does not mean like there were there was and nothing there. This is not the there. first
0: time we've ever heard that happening, right? No, that so happens a lot. So it, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would I would say as a person who hasn't had a drink in two and a half years and who knows a little thing about not drinking and drinking— I would say there's something's been brewing there's for a re, while. There's red flags, right? Something's yep. been brewing for a while. So um, I think his case, I think, is a lot deeper because I'm I'm guessing that the alcohol affects his performance, performance, and his temper and his overall. Like you know, I didn't drink and get violent, right? Right. I didn't want to go out and smack people. I just I just like to drink, right where other people get rowdy and, and want to fight. So I'm guessing there's a little bit more issues with him. So I think it's great that he's getting the help he deserves, um, needs. But the timing is interesting. But the timing is interesting, not as not as more interesting as CeCe when he dropped off the face of the like <laughs> two days before the playoffs. Yeah. But again, it is what it is. You have to get your help. But I think his, his circumstances, I think, are a little bit different than just someone – you know, that might had had a few issues. I think his has been going on for a little while. Now, that being said, I was thinking to myself, and I've, I've been reading online, you know, he goes on a restricted list, which I believe he doesn't get paid by the team, but I'm guessing he's going to get the benefits from the team. I'm not 100% sure because wow. a lot of people were complaining that a player well, yeah, le- it, a player that has anxiety issues right. is not put on a restricted list. Like and they were using Austin Meadows with Detroit as an example.
2: But if the guy's got a serious, like, substance use disorder is it a recognized
0: Disease. Exactly. And that's that's I think that is the gray area. Now, I'm not 100% sure if he doesn't get paid. Now, I don't know why they'd be so blowing up about this online. I didn't really get a lot of time to look into it. But I'm guessing that would be the case. If you're on a restricted list, you might not get paid your normal salary. Where if you're on like an active roster but maybe on some medical list or like on the IL or uh, the the 60-day IL or whatever, you might still be getting paid. Hence, you know, the anxiety issues with uh, – Austin Meadows. But you know, it's 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 unfortunate that the Yankees have this. But again, you know, you have another players on this
2: list do not get paid.
0: Well, there you go. So now he's not I mean, I I'm, I'm guessing Domingo Herman was probably, you know, at something least,
2: something must have happened. Like maybe there was an incident where he sh- missed a team meeting or I don't know. Right. Because the th- that's a big deal. Do and all th- players th- that have alcohol issues get put on that list? No, but but you I mean, it's it's. This is not like a podcasty baseball point, but from a, like a news perspective, if you if you recognize it as a disease or an illness, he should get paid. Yeah. Okay. Unless something happened. Yep. And he had no choice because the union would step in. Right. The, the, I mean, the players' union, even though it's not the Donald Fear days, it's pretty aggressive right. about defending their players. So maybe something. This I hadn't even thought about any of these nuances, but the team must feel like it's justified. And also, like, if, if he's going into rehab and they're willing to yank his pay, that means they're pissed.
0: Yeah, something's going on with him. Well, again, you know, suspension, suspension, suspension. Like, I think it's this, this would be his third not, I guess, suspension. You know, he had the suspension for the domestic violence thing. He had the, the sticky issue, which cost them a stretch in the in the right. playoffs. Not the playoffs, but the, you know, the, the heat of the moment. And uh, now this. So, I mean, Maybe you think he might
2: be done with the Yankees? Oh, I would
0: guess he would be done with the Yankees. Yeah, really? I think he's probably that's it. See,
2: it's funny because I read the headlines and I I find myself empathetic. Yeah, being like, oh, what's something must be wrong with this guy? But maybe there he did something that the Yankees are like, we're not gonna outright release you. Right, we're, not, we're gonna we're help gonna, you. We're gonna give you something that the the um, the appearance of won't be so bad. But you sh- you keep your mouth shut and do this if you want to have a chance to have any career after this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. It's going to oh, be I hadn't, I hadn't
2: thought about it. Well, let John bring in the insight. Uh, John Seneca, Brian Shackman here, fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. And, you know, finally, this, the the trip you had to
0: to Philly. Little baseball, John.
2: What a great trip you had with your
0: son. Yeah, it was great because it started with uh, the, the Yard Goats that, that Friday beforehand. Because you weren't ready. Got, no, no, you got me tickets to the yard. Oh yeah, does. that's right. That's and we right. saw the uh, the Somerset Patriots play Jason Dominguez in uh, yeah, yeah. the Yankees uh, minor league prospects.
2: Well, first of all, Tim uh, Restall got you the tickets. Yes, I just yep. made the ask, but Restall's the best. But so. yeah, it
0: was. I mean, what a, what a great place to watch baseball. That being said, so uh, um, I went from the Yard Goats to the Harrisburg Senators, which are also in the Eastern League, and I saw them play against the uh, Akron arrows i believe it was um which i think is the indians but anyways the harrisburg senators is the double a washington nationals mm-hmm. and then they had uh, a plethora of prospects on their team that they got in the juan soto trade who robert hassel the third is an outfielder um james woods is an outfielder who's like the number four prospect in mlb and uh brady house who's a third baseman uh, who they didn't get from that trade but he's a big prospect but anyway so we got to see those guys play and uh it's fun going to the minor league parks because you get that different interaction. How, it, how does it compare, though? Uh, definitely different. It's not. It doesn't feel like an MLB stadium. Where like the Yard Goats uh, Duncan Park feels more like an MLB stadium. The yeah. way it's built. Uh, this is more of like your uh, uh, wood uh, wood outfield wall. Uh, right. They have a boardwalk along the outfield wall, but there's no stands out there. Uh, it's just your typical you know nice seats down around the bowl on the inside, yep. and then uh, some metal bleachers down. So the it feels a
2: tiny line. bit more rickety.
0: Yeah, a little bit rickety. Yeah. But the cool thing was about that park. Was is they had bleachers down the right field line, and it was foul ball heaven. So if you if you came with a glove and you were a kid, and there was the crowd was enough, you could almost literally play the ball, play the foul ball in the bleachers. They were big enough. So it's great, it's great for the fans. And they had this boardwalk they called it that went along the whole outfield wall, where you could stand, and they had some seats, but most was standing room, and you could look down into the bullpens, and you could literally be talking to the outfielders. And we got in the center field, and these high school kids. We're having full-on conversations with the center fielder and Robert Hassell III, who's a big prospect. is one of them? So it was cool to see the interaction. Yeah, I mean, and the players can hear everything you're saying because it's minor league ball, and they're talking right back, and they're they're having a good time. So that part was fun. And then we wound up in Philly. And, well, let me uh, just
2: say a quick question. I know you don't drink, but did you? You didn't check the beer prices, or did you?
0: They're all. I mean, they're all. Ten
2: bucks a beer, like everywhere yeah. else. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that night it was thirsty. Uh, in Harrisburg. It was thirsty Thursdays. What did Two dollars. Two dollar drafts of Miller Lite, twelve ounce. So there was a lot of people carrying drafts, and it, I think it went to eight o'clock. So it was from, it was from right. six to eight. Right. But at like eight fifteen, there was a lot of lined ups.
2: Yeah. So what you do is in yeah. the old days, you, you you buy two, and then you go right to the back of the line. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob,
0: line. Finish by yeah. the but you get to the front. So I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, Brian. No more in the last two and a half years than on this trip. Were you I, tempted? Oh my God! Did I want to? Rip, did I want to <laughs> sit back and just rip rip a beer? I'm glad I, you didn't. But um. Yeah, so we, uh, after that, we go to Philly, and we like uh, Bobby Dickerson got us the BP passes. Which Bobby a, Dickerson,
2: who's the infield, infield coach, coach for the Phillies, who's been on the podcast, who you knew from the minors in upstate New York, who yep. w- you were in his wedding.
0: Yeah, yep. Yep. he used to play for the Yankees minor league. So anyways, he's been in the majors for a while now as a coach, but he gets us uh, the BP passes, and um, I've been dying to ask him. Um, if you remember back in the World Series, um, Alec Boehm hit a home run, and right before he hit that home run, uh, Bryce Harper went over and whispered something in his ear. So, like, you know, it made a, it, everyone made a big deal about it. You know, oh, they must know something. Blah blah blah. You know, Harper knows something. Like tipping a pitch tipping or something. Tipping a pitch yeah. or whatever. And so, you know, it wasn't a lot. We didn't get a lot of time to talk. And you know, it's, it, it, there's a lot going on. There's tons of music playing. He's talking to other guys that are coming up to him. And I, I, I made it a point that I wanted to ask him that one question. So, and I'm thinking I'm going to get this great, you know, answer. You know, with this and that. And he said. He didn't say anything to him. He literally didn't say anything to him. Their whole plan was to mess with the Astros. Get out! Because they thought that they had something in that series that they were they were stealing signs, stealing signs. So there was their whole thing was, and they would calculate the time doing it. You know, in the right so time. So it was premeditated, fake, fake. Banter. huh? Yeah. And so,
2: and, and does Harper come up with that on his own, or does the, the coaching staff it's, would be like, it was, do it, this?
0: Yeah, it was a discussed thing, but oh. it wasn't like it was going to be all the time. And you
2: believe that? I believe it. Yeah,
0: okay. You know, it's game. I'm not skeptical, I'm just asking. It's baseball Jip and the way he said it to me was, it was just why so... Would, why would he lie? It was just so quick, and it wasn't even like he thought about it. It was just, you know... It was such an afterthought, and he thought, and I said, come on, you kidding me? And he goes, no, and he goes, and that's the best part. He goes, everyone made such a big deal about it because it was the perfect time. And he's like, you know, it happened before other times, but it just wasn't that perfect time. You know, like, they caught every moment of it. They caught the interaction, hmm. and then they caught the home run right afterwards, and, of course, everyone thought, you know.
2: And that wasn't out there? No no one said that? Like, that's a piece of, like, no, like breaking news, but that's a nuance. That I
0: haven't asked that. I mean, I, I've never heard him say anything yeah. to it's, answer the question.
2: Because, so, uh, here on Fanbase... It's content you can't find.
0: Content you can't find. Anywhere else. It's the insight that you're looking for.
2: (laughs) That you needed. (laughs) If you hung out to the 20th minute or whatever (laughs) in the podcast, you win. Uh, It's great to see you. I mean, it sounds like the trip was awesome with your son, and that's what life is all about. Minus the two and a half hour rain delay. Everything was still good times. And he got
0: Harper's autograph, too. so On the card. Yeah, he was happy. Happy camper. Great. They win the case. All right, listen, we'll talk to you next week or whenever we get together again. This is Fanbase,
2: a deep dive into the greatest rivalry this